It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. What's going on and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 290, Roll Out. I serve as your humble and oh so gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. And make sure you follow your baby boy on YouTube. Type in Bryce Isaiah. Click subscribe. I'm going to be dropping some exclusive YouTube stuff. I used to do a little series back in the day. I ain't going to tell you what it is, but if you know, you know. I think I'm going to bring some of that back because I feel like we need it. But what is going on, Purple Pants Posse? I'm so excited to be here recording a PPP episode for you. I miss you guys. The baby boy has been on tour. We've just gotten back from our first pop-up in Dayton, Ohio, where we had our Real Talk panel, where we got to talk about gender bias in reality TV. And we had the winner of Big Brother 24, Taylor Hale. We had Eliza. We had Becky Lee. We had Wendell and myself. It was truly a great panel. I love sitting on our panels. I learn so much. I just sometimes I forget that I'd be up on the panel while we were, the panel was happening. I was sitting next to Wendell and I just was literally taking it all in. And I'm like, mm. Oh, wow. That's so deep. Wendell had to hit my leg three times like, shut up. Stop making those noises. I couldn't help it. I was just really impressed. And I love just hearing different people's perspectives and different people's experiences. I really feel like that's how we grow. Dayton, Ohio was truly an amazing time at our watch party. There are so many amazing people. Shout out to my cousin. That's, you know, my cousin by love through the Purple Pants podcast pulled up on us. She came all the way from Detroit, really brought us some treats. There are so many people that were at our Pittsburgh watch party last season. and someone. Just the love that the posse gives me and pours into me, I really appreciate it so much. It's like I never in a million years thought I would be in Dayton, Ohio, and people know who I am and know my struggles, know my weaknesses, know what I'm strong at, and just really pouring into your baby boy. And so I really appreciate it when DZ and I are on a little break before we head back out on the road. And let me just tell you, I... I'm excited for it, right? I just need a little time to myself. I've been busy working on all these other projects, trying to keep my full-time job, which has been a struggle, but we're doing it. The holidays is coming up, and my mom is having, you know, a minor procedure around Thanksgiving, so she's not going to, or she doesn't feel up to cooking, so your baby boy is stepping up to the role of Thanksgiving this year. Now, mind you, I'm not cooking. I'm getting it catered, but still that's a big task and getting everything together. So that has me kind of stressed out. So I'm trying to 
make sure everything is ordered, make sure I can get stuff together, make sure, you know, and if I'm a caterer, then I feel like I have to be in charge of decorations. My mom has a tablecloth that she normally uses, but this year I want to go a little above and beyond. So, of course, me trying to be extra, um, but I just a lot going on, but I'm just really excited uh, to have a new podcast it is a casual tea episode. So let me give you the rundown. Of course, we got our church announcements and I am joined this week with Amon Aldwin and we are doing the casual tea. Baby, it's been a while since we did the casual tea. So listen, we had to touch base on what's going on with Will Smith and Jada Pickett. Uh, we talk about DJ Envy and the scam that's going on with that. We talk about the City Girls. We talk about... Rihanna's fake tour that got leaked, okay? Miss Barb is here, dropping off another Barb's message, and we are crowning a new freak of the week. So listen, let's get into this week's church announcements. Welcome to church. Welcome to church. It's a church announcement, so now. Welcome to church. And on this week's church announcement, I just want to send a friendly reminder to everyone that the holiday season is upon us. Don't be last. Get your Hanukkah, get your Christmas, get your Kwanzaa, get your whatever it is that you celebrate. New Year's gifts out the way. And you know the Bryce Isaiah 2024 Zaddy calendar is available. You can click the link in my Instagram or Twitter bio. And listen, bless somebody's life. Tis the season of giving and the Zaddy calendar makes the perfect holiday gift. OK, and I have reordered, but I'm just telling y'all now when they gone, they gone. So make sure you get your Bryce Isaiah 2024 Zaddy calendar. I mean, in my opinion, and it's truly one of my best works yet. Uh, so listen, get yours now because they going like hotcakes. month with your casualty as promised i've had to hunt i've had to find i've had to track i had to put a, a air tag in a man's shoe to track him down to get this <laughs> casualty but we are back i was delivering. kidnapped oh my god i'm being <laughs> held against my will by bryce's henchmen <laughs> but we got him okay i do what i have to do for the posse to get our casual tea but i'm so excited to be joined by aman for the purple pants casual tea of october how are you aman i'm good i'm good uh before we got on the podcast we were talking about how like both of our jobs are kind of kicking our asses a little bit right now Ooh. um and yeah like i'm i'm, I'm a little I'm a little sad because I love October. I love the spooky season. And I have indulged in a few spooky things. I've been watching a few movies. I've been to 200 houses already. I'm going to one tonight. So it's not like I haven't done anything, but I felt like like last year I like had decorated by now. Like, if I, I remember like when Taylor Hale won Big Brother last year, which was like, 
the end of September, my house was already fully decked. <laughs> and this year I haven't done anything. So like, I feel like I'm not like in the spirit enough. And it's literally in like, what, what is it like? four days now so i'm uh i'm a little sad about that but you know what that just means i have to go even harder for the holiday season so as soon as thanksgiving is over bitch it is nothing but lights and food and music and magic everywhere <laughs> i uh i went to i had to do a home visit on friday and i went to the home and they had they santa clauses outside they were like fully <laughs> decked for the holidays i was like oh y'all really love christmas um i'm still debating if i'm gonna get a tree this year uh you should. Or if you don't want to commit to like a, a big tree, get like a little bush. You know what I well, mean? And right. Like, Something cute. But no, I normally like the last three years I've gotten a Christmas tree. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to do lights, but I don't know if I'm going to do a tree, but I probably will because, you know, I, I love... really want to get like a real one. Um, but like my roommates would. Well, my one roommate in particular would just kind of be over it. But like the thing about it is that like we have like hardwood floors in our living room. It's not like carpet or anything, so you don't really have to worry about needles and stuff. And I would do the whole thing myself. Like no one has to help me, but I don't want to, you know, tread on my roommates' toes. <laughs> and you can get like a small, real one. Like I, I always get a small one, but like I, I love the small, real ones. I think they're cute, and it's just and they the smell house. so good. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah, it's like the holiday seasons are almost here. I'm excited. I have started my Christmas shopping because last year, every year, right? Well, when I was in college or like years after college, I used to do like Christmas was like such a huge thing for me. Like I used to go like above and beyond and beyond some. And in my more <laughs> recent years, I've been like, I'm not doing Christmas or I'm not doing like the big Bryce Christmas but then what happens is it's like the week and a half before and then someone's like hey you should come over and then it's like oh I gotta go get a gift I gotta get a gift so it's like I have a concise list and I am working my way down and getting stuff and then I always will go to like a Ross or a Marshall's and get one of those like you know holiday baskets that's like $9.99 and I buy like five of them for random, mm -hmm. unexpected, like, parties or randomly mm -hmm. going to seeing someone so I can have it. But, like, I'm really trying to be on top of my holiday shopping because the goal for me is to be done my holiday shopping by Black Friday so that Black Friday can be specifically for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is such a, that's such an adult thing to do. I really need to get on top of that, too, because I do love the holidays. But one thing that I, and I'm a great gift giver, I'd like to think, but I do sometimes it's just like I wait too long. Right. And, the and then it's jacked up. And then like I'm spending so much more money than I really wanted to. Like I need to I need to be a lot better about just like being diligent. Like throughout the year, like you don't even have to start. Like, right. Now you could start like you could start like in January if you mm -hmm. wanted to. You could start like, you, you know, bit by bit, just buy a thing here, buy a thing there throughout the year. And the next thing you know, well before Christmas, you're done. So right. I we were I was somewhere with Wendell this summer and he mentioned something. Literally, while we were walking, I ordered it. I was like, oh, Wendell's done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got my mom something. I got my sister something. Um, I, my one friend, uh, we just, I always am like sending her TikToks like seven, like 5 a.m. in the morning. And she's like, hates that. But I was like, I'm specifically <laughs> ordering something off of a TikTok shop for her because she, like, I just think that that's just like so perfect. And so yeah, it's like, funny. just, you know, little things trying to get it done so that I find you spend more money when you wait later. So it's like, I'm trying to yes, be Yes, exactly. I, I did too much last year and I'm really not trying to do that again. <laughs> right. 
Like, and then it's like, yeah, then uh, yeah, and then I feel like sometimes when you wait to the end, you have to get the more expensive thing because it's like, I don't have time to wait. I don't have time to like, yeah. So let this be, I don't know who this message is for, but let this serve as your reminder to start your holiday shop. Um, but yeah, let's get into some of the casual tea. Now, you know, I've been, I've been keeping up with Big Brother more than normal. Obviously, my relationship with Jared, the love of the Queen Sari, I have been tapping in to the live feeds. Derek Frazier uh, is constantly on me. He constantly is like, get on the live feed of FaceTime so we can talk. So I'm like, oh my God. So I have been watching a little more and I had saw that Matt won H-O-H and I saw that his nominations were Sari and Felicia. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. And what I need to know from you is, because I'm like in and out. Mm-hmm. Did Matt blindside Sari with this or is it that Sari is not the target and it's really Felicia? Yeah, so it um it was sort of like a small bit of a blindside only in that once um the double eviction happened and everything and blue left and America left. We saw before the episode ended Matt and Siri talking in the bathroom and they were hugging and Matt was saying like, I will never put you up. So clearly he's already gone back on that because he does have this alliance with Bowie Jane and Jag and they consider themselves, you know, the, the most physical competitors now. And so they're really trying to stick together towards the end. Matt does know that he needs to take a shot at Jag. Jag has also been talking to Bowie Jane about taking a shot at Matt. So right now, this really wasn't the best set of nominations for him. I really feel like he should have just either just bit the bullet and put up both Bowie Jane and Jag or a combination of Jag and Felicia, Bowie Jane, Felicia, backdoor Jag, if, or if possible, if Jag doesn't win the veto. Um, but right now to appease Jag and Bowie Jane, because I don't think he wants to be the first person to take a shot, which, you know, it's final five. So what are you waiting for? Mm. Um, he went ahead and put um, Felicia and um, and uh, uh, Sari on the block, hoping that he can also snag the veto or maybe one of them can snag the veto mm. or Bowie Jane can snag the veto. And in the event that that happens, then possibly he can go ahead and put Jag on the block. But with Jag's track record, I'm like, Ugh, right. it's kind of risky. So I think, yeah, if if either Bowie Jane possibly or Jag wins, I think it's very likely that Sari might be leaving the house. Mm. He wants Felicia to leave, but he doesn't have a vote. He's HOH. So it'll right. be Bowie, Jane, and Jag that will decide, and Jag wants to re-out. So that's mostly like most likely what it will be. And I'm not mad, right? Like I at this point, you have to I understand it from a Jag's point of view, right? Like when else at, after this opportunity will you get the opportunity to take a shot at Sari? So I understand it, but still hoping that Sari can make final three or potentially even win i still have that hope in my heart however if it is in fact sari does go home i still think that is pretty impressive top five like i like i mm-hmm. being the biggest name in the house being a, a legend like i don't know i still think that uh it still speaks to sari's track record of being legendary in reality TV games. Yeah, Final Five at a 100-day season is really no small feat. I mean, they're at, like, day 89 or something right now. Like, that, she made it, nine, like, damn near 90% all the way through the season. So, like, that's nothing to, like, stick your nose at that. 
I do hope that whatever the because the veto competition will be played today. I hope that whatever it is is that it's not like super physical, ultra physical right. because then 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 what's the point? Like give them a chance to do like give at least give Sari and Felicia a chance to to save themselves because all these physical comps it's of course Jag and Matt are going to keep winning. Of course they are. It's not fair. So yeah, I'm just I'm just praying that they did something that was a little bit more even killed this time around, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. What are your thoughts on Jag? I know a lot of people uh, in the comments and on TikTok uh, are kind of over Jag a little bit and they feel like he's gotten too cocky. And like, what are your thoughts? Who are you rooting for? I don't think that Jag has been any more cocky than any other person that's played Big Brother that has won a bunch of comps. Like it happens, right? Like you get a little comfortable. You're winning all these comps. You feel like a little invincible, like no one can take you out. Because because to some extent that is kind of true. Um, so is he a little cocky? Yeah. Is it like super grating to me? Not really. I might roll my eyes at some of the comments, but all this like, oh, F Jag. And I'm like, okay, y'all. Right. Like, y'all probably be doing a little bit of the same thing if you were winning a bunch of competitions. It happens. Like what you want him to do? Like not be excited that he's so close to winning 750K. So for me, I'm like, yeah, it can be annoying, but I'm not upset with the guy. Like it's not his fault. Like what is he supposed to do? Like be like, oh, not another physical comp. I guess I should throw this one to give these people a chance. No, like win right. the damn comp. So, and it's and, really nice to see, you know, this is a pretty diverse final four or final five, right? You got two black women, older at that, um, an Australian woman. I mean, she's white, but still, you know, that's a little, you know, a little flavor in there. <laughs> and then, you know, you are our first Sikh Punjabi contestant. Yeah. Um, made it so far. And he's one of the, he could become the first Punjabi winner and he could become the first person that to have been evicted to win this, to win the show. Now, where do you want to rank Jag? If that happens amongst the winners he's probably towards the lower end because his strategic game has been complete. <laughs> but you know, just for the representation of it all, it's still pretty cool. And he'll probably, if he does get to the final three, and if he does win, that means that he, he's already won seven competitions right now, right? The record has been set by Janelle and Michael from last, or um, yeah, from last season. If he wins, he's probably going to surpass that. So that's three records right there. First Punjabi, first person to win over nine comps, and first person to have been evicted and to win the show. So that's a pretty cool statistic. And, you know, I, I, a piece of me is like, I kind of want to see that happen. I want to see Sari win. But if that if, if not Sari, if we get a Jag win, I'm not going to be mad. If we get a Matt win, I'm not going to be mad. If we get a Bowie Jalen, I'm kind of going to be mad. Because that's right. just like, okay, that's just so boring. Yeah, but. I... I'm with you. I feel like anyone but Bowie Jane, and I'm I'm not a Bowie Jane hater. I'm not mad at her at all. Like she's played a like she's lasted. She's um, okay, right? You know, like so. But yeah, Jag definitely, Matt definitely, Sari definitely, and even Felicia. Like you know, I wouldn't be mad at any four of them being the new winner. But being that they're our top five, I'm not mad at that either. I uh, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this season. What are have you been enjoying this season? I know sometimes you can go hot or cold with Big Brother, but <laughs> what are your where yeah. are you at? I have been enjoying the season and maybe a piece of like the tolerance that I have for a lot of the behavior of these house guests is that like I sort of have I like I have taken a little bit of a step back from tweeting as much. Like I sort of just I watch the feeds when I can. If I can't watch the feeds, then I'll read up on it and then I'll catch up on RHAP and things of that nature. So I feel like the way that I am digesting the season this year is a little less involved. And so I don't, I feel like I'm not allowing my emotions to get as, you know, high or low 
as they have in the past, which has made it overall a more enjoyable experience for me. So I'm not as like burnt out, I think, by some of these house guests as others are because they, you know, literally watch it 24 seven or much more than I do. So I'm able to sort of like nibble here, nibble here, take what I can and then get the gist of what I need to know. If I'm going to be on the podcast and of course I'll go back to watching more heavily. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I find a balance that makes me feel a lot better about my viewing experience. So I'm good. I've been enjoying the season. Okay. So it, de- so- it definitely has like declined. I'm not like for sure. Like the beginning of the season was like top tier and right around the time, like where Izzy left it, we begin to lose some steam. And then that week where Cameron came back and then one HOH and like that sort of like, ruined a little bit of momentum and then it picked up a little bit last week and then it's kind of like back to back to status quo so yes it definitely has slowed down but we still have like some level of intrigue going into the final four so i'm i'm interested i'm still interested and engaged to see what happens okay it sounds like you're taking a shower this big brother season it sounds (laughs) like you know so i am here for it um but i've been enjoying it it's really more one of the more in-depth seasons of big brother in my more recent history of watching big brother that i've been in it so i've enjoyed it i i like have a you lot gotten of- a chance to talk to jared after he's uh left the house? oh i talked to jared the night the day after he got evicted so yeah I, and i've seen him since as well so yeah jared and i've talked it's my little brother he's doing well uh good. so yeah that's we good i've I've met Izzy. I've met Nicole. Um, so, yeah. And they, I mean, I love the people that I get to meet, right? And I think mm-hmm. um, I already knew I would love Izzy, right? She's just so cool. But who really surprised me, not surprised me the most, but Nicole, right? Like, I got to see her in D.C. She came to a Bryson win, And she was so dope. She was so amazing. She was so, like... I felt like it's so weird, right? You feel like you watch people 24-7 and you get to know them from Mm -hmm. watching them on TV. But actually seeing Nicole out of the house was like, wow. Like, you're amazing. Like, you're fun. Like, you you be... Are you one of my girlfriends from college? Like, she was just (laughs) so uh, dope. So, I, uh... Yeah. I feel like so I got I do feel like she sort of struggled to like find a little bit of like her, her good footing in the house. And now that I think that the, all of those pressures and stresses are gone, I'll be interested to see how she, you know, if I get the chance to meet her, I'll be interested to see, you know, how 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 she is outside of the house. Cause yeah, it was um it was kind of tough watching her because I felt like, oh, there's like Nicole, like I feel like there's so much potential for you to like make it. Right. But she just couldn't, she just couldn't get it. She just like and the game just kept moving too quickly around her and it unfortunate but you know it is what it is but she she lasted and made an impression so i she did yeah she did hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now let's get to our first steaming hot topic. It's a little old now, but again, you know I had to track them on down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jada Pickett Smith in this book tour. Um her mm. i believe it's her memoir so there's so much to this story right so mm-hmm. 
we know the Oscars, okay? We know that story. Then you know the, we know entanglement. Uh, we know Red Table Talk, the infamous interview with Will Smith. Uh, then the Oscars. Then Will writes his book. Then Jada is on this tour run for in promotion of her memoirs, and it just seems like one, it's I feel or I felt like during the height of this book tour, which was about a week, two weeks ago, I felt like I am forcefully in a group chat with Jada and Will, and they are fighting and they're saying a whole bunch of stuff, and I am forced to read it. Um, and it seems like a little unnecessary for some of the information that we are receiving. Um, and it also just seems a little weird for me about how much this Tupac stuff continues to come out. Now, I do realize, I know the, her book is not all about Tupac. And I do realize that a lot of the stories and when she goes on these interviews and she gets asked about Tupac, it's more clickbait, right? Like, I get that. But mm -hmm. She goes on to talk about her marriage and then she does this interview and I don't know if it's with Gail King or it's with the other lady from the morning show and they talk about the Oscars and it seems as if she just throws Will under the bus, right? Like she, they ask her about the, the infamous keep my wife's name out your mouth and the slap and Jada goes on to say that they asked her how she felt in the moment. And she had the nerve to say that she was just in shock that Will said my wife because they had not used those terms in years. And we know that they've been separated since 2017. <laughs> and then it's like, well, OK, we didn't know y'all were separated because y'all been going out talking about. Your life partners, you're going to be forever. Like, I mean, if, if any point in time for you to come out and say that you guys were officially separated, it would have been in the August Alcina topics of the entanglement. But y'all didn't use that terminology at that point in time. You know, like y'all were on the red table talk. I said y'all was married, but like, you know, your life partners. So it's like, I don't know. I it just and I have listened to a lot of podcasts. I've read a lot of things. A lot of people feel like Jada is like D. I forget D. What's the word like demasculate, like D emasculating him, demasculating him and doing a emasculating. lot of e no D. emasculating. E. There you go. Emasculating him. Mm -hmm. OK. Uh, and yeah. And so it's just a lot, right? I feel like it's too much. It's too, too much. And I also feel like this is Jada's truth and this is her story and she has a right to it. I also, a part of me feels like I, I don't feel like Will Smith is cleaning all of this, right? Like I feel like Will Smith did some... We, we we know about like two alleged affairs. One one was that woman he did the movie with. Like uh, Will Smith was like the biggest movie star, or is the biggest Tom Cruise than him. Like so, it's like I know that Will has some skeletons. I know that Jada mm -hmm. has had to put her career on the backseat to a Will. Um, and so, and I know that probably Will was doing what most men do at times. And so, like I'm sure there is a lot of resentment, a lot of that Jada has. And I really do feel like, I don't feel like she's emasculating him. I feel like he has given her the, 
the position to do this. Like, you know, like this is your time. Then, if that wasn't enough, people, everybody has something to say. Then, during one of her book promotions, you know, Will is there. And then they announce their joint book potentially coming out in 2024. And now everybody's like, did they just Kardashian us? Yeah. <laughs> is this a joint effort? Like, it's like, so it, at, well, first of all, I'm mad because y'all don't ever get mad when the Kardashians was on for 10 seasons. Ain't nobody have a problem when all of a sudden, a month before the season was getting ready to come out, some drama would happen and get the blogs talking. And then all of a sudden you get the trailer for the new Kardashian season and the drama that unfolded is on the new season. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, right? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like Will allowing Jada to kind of go off, which she has every right. I really feel like it has changed the public perception of her, though. Like, I feel like Jada was once regarded as like, I don't know, like, you know, we loved her. But I, and again, I'm not, I feel like she has the right. Her story is her story. Nobody can tell you. But I just feel like, the way in which it comes off, it kind of has people looking at you sideways, Jada. Like, I don't know. It just, I, I, I just feel like she's obviously one of those people that she just likes to talk. You know, I think that's how she, that's how she processes her thoughts and her emotions. She likes to talk it out. I mean, she has her own talk show discussing all types of issues in life. Um, and concepts and ideas and the um, the idea of like of lineage and like what it means to be a family, what it means to be an individual within a marriage. Also, she has all of these types of like ideas and things that she likes to be, you know, that she likes to be prolific about. And that's fine. But I do think that there's also a balance that has to be in play where. Yeah, I mean, if you want to write a memoir, that's fine. People, all sorts of celebrities that have had a couple scandals in their career will write a book about it to get some sales and get some engagement. That's fine. You know, play the game. But you also don't want to reveal everything. And I feel like we just learn something about this marriage every day where I'm like, I don't necessarily care anymore. <laughs> like, were this like, like five to six years ago, Maybe, but now I just feel like every other day, like Jada's like, oh yeah, and this happened one time. Oh, and this happened one time. And we're separated, but we're still together, but we can still like explore other bodies. And then there's like an entanglement thing going on. But then there's like this thing where I'm like, I can't believe he would say this, but I'm still his wife, but I'm not his wife. But in another life, we were wives and husbands and the two of us made the two of them. And it was, it's just like, Jada, right? Hush, <laughs> okay. Like, we love you. We we support you and Will and and Jaden and Willow. Like, you guys are one of the most prominent black families that exists. And I kind of wish that you guys would just like leave it at that. But for whatever reason, we are being forced to be on like season seven of this of this of this show and I didn't subscribe to watch right and but you can't help but to tune in when you see these headlines and you're hearing these stories and then you know for the longest time in the tabloids it was reported that like Jada and Will were like swingers that was like the biggest rumor 
like floating around them for the longest time and they always like denied it. But yeah, now we know y'all not swingers. Y'all was just seeing other people because y'all was allegedly separated for, I mean, almost seven, eight years at this point. Like, I I, I don't understand it. Uh, part of me also feels like, and I know everyone's like on this like uh, annoying uh, hate Jada train, but I also feel like this could be a PR tactic to have Will be integrated back into the good graces of society. And so there is a part of me that feels like, is Will, is Jada taking another L for Will? Because again, in due to all of this topic of Jada's book, the public perception of Will has gone from like, not liking him, not thinking about him, to now being like empathetic to what Jada is putting him through. Uh, so I, a part of me just feels like I think that that really might have been the purpose of all of this because then to learn or they're like teasing the idea that they're writing a joint book together. Like I like I don't even like them teasing that idea because now it's like now y'all playing with us. Right. Like now this is tactical. Now this is thought out. Now this is an actual rollout of something. And yeah, I, I don't know how that makes me feel because it's like y'all are intentionally making us want to know things, right? Um, I just... You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, Will has, has chosen to stand by her through all of this. So, like, what another part of this is that, you know, we could just be witnessing what two, and I'm using this term lightly, I'm, it's the only term that I can really think of, we're witnessing two very highly evolved people in a relationship that doesn't necessarily match the confines of what right. we believe a successful and a healthy and a natural marriage looks like. Maybe these two are just so entwined, intertwined with one another that they are able, like Jada is able to write this book and have all of these details and I, in, 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 um, and stories about their marriage where she's not afraid that Will is going to, be upset about it like now us on the other hand how we're receiving it i'm still like on the edge of like uh, i don't know if we Side need to eye. know everything like and it's hard because she talks about not only just her marriage but her kids and everything and the oscars but she also just talks about like a lot of her own personal journey with um suffering from depression since her early 20s right all the way up until now so it's like it's hard to like talk about this book and call it all bad because it certainly isn't all bad right but i just wish that I don't know. I just I, I wish that we weren't as involved in their marriage as as we are. And I feel like they she is inviting us in a lot more than the, most people do. A lot of the times these celebrities will do that, like after one of them has passed or something like that. But now it's like, I don't know. yeah, but then again, it's like we also kind of how did we all respond to like the whole like Jay-Z and Beyonce of it all? Because we got to see. Beyonce talk about it in Lemonade, and then we got to see Jay-Z talk about it in 444. And I feel like we responded very well to those two projects. So what is but, it about this one? Where well, feels- I can tell you, I can, well, there's a, I can tell you. The difference in that scenario is because, again, I'm all about telling your story in, you know, like how rappers say, putting it on wax, right? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. just going to, like, beef with you online. I think the difference between Jay-Z and Beyonce is they put it in the music and let us, the fans, decipher or figure things out, they didn't go on a press run. They haven't publicly talked about it, right? You know what I mean? Like, they put it in their body of work and they let it be. 
Jada and Will are putting it in a book and going on a tour and talking about like that. I think that really is the difference. I think that if, and I understand you have to go on a, a book promotional tour, but I feel like you could be very selective with the questions that you answer. Like she could have centered a lot of this around depression, right. but they didn't. The other positive thing that I think, like you mentioned is I, what I do appreciate about Jada and Will is that like, it seems as if they don't conform to the society norms of what a marriage should be or look like. And I do think that that is liberating. I do feel like in some marriages, you might need a couple years off, but that's still your person. And you're like, you know what I mean? Like, I like the thought of that because far too often people stay married or don't separate and it's toxic. It's not like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I do love that nuance of, this is my life partner. We've made these vows, but we also are open to acknowledging that we might not be pleasing our partner in different areas of the relationship. And that doesn't mean that like we can't explore it with other people with the consent and the permission and an outline to how to do it. So I can appreciate that aspect of it because I definitely think that it is really liberating, especially for me, who I feel like I don't conform or I feel like these heterosexual norms are placed on gay men and I don't think that a gay relationship should be based off of the norms of what a hetero, hetero relationship is. And so in that essence, I greatly can appreciate it. Yeah, I, it's... I mean, it, it is sort of like a case study, right? Like, it's interesting to see how all sorts of celebrities are able to navigate being married to other celebrities and, like, what the, what does that do? Like, having your marriage under the public eye so much and for so long um, and to have, like, usually like this, like this really picture-perfect um, image of a family and then a couple years go by, some things get leaked to the press and then you're sort of, like, forced to deal with how the public responds to it. And I guess like Jada has just chosen to take the route of, well, I'm going to just bear it all then. Like if everyone's going to be talking about it anyway, I might as well be able to be the one that's in control of the narrative. And right. I guess, I guess the thing that just still turns a lot of people off is that it does feel very one-sided. It's like, and Will doesn't have to write a book if he doesn't want to. Right. So it's like, it's not like it's going to be forcing Will to have to talk about it, but it does feel like, okay, we're only getting what you have been going through, but now that's why I feel like so many people are so sympathetic to Will because it's like, okay, but he's being forced to like play the faithful husband right now. And he, it, it feels like he's not able to talk about what's going on because you have the reins right now. So I just, yeah. every time I see, I know it's like, oh my God, it, I just try to scroll past real quick. So I'm like, I don't want to know. Then the meme with Jada in the car with Tupac, that took me out. I'm like, what? Like, you know what? I'm done with y'all. Uh, but Perfect yeah, I mean, with them just arresting the person they think killed him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's just crazy in itself uh, that it took very. This very long time. And it only, again, took public outcry. And people still, because if Tupac was a one hit wonder uh, rapper, I don't believe that they would have ever looked to solve the crime. So, yeah, very, nope. very crazy. Um, and keeping it moving. So I saw this uh, TikTok maybe about a month ago <clears throat> with this guy named Caesar uh, Pena. And I just saw like these rants of his going off on DJ Envy and all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, not DJ Envy. Uh, 
having issues with his business partners. And then last week, the Caesar was arrested uh, federally and the feds raided the breakfast club office. I'm like, ooh, what is going on? But you know, popular radio personality, DJ Envy of New York-based Power 105 has come under fire for his connection uh, to two real estate investment funder Caesar Penna. DJ Envy has not been arrested or charges with any crimes, but has been being sued mm. by at least nine parties who said that without mm-hmm. DJ Envy's vouching, they never would have been scammed by Penna. Victims... Victims of the alleged scheme said that they were duped into believing real estate investments through uh, Penna were legitimate based on the Breakfast Club's host endorsements. And I don't know if any of you follow DJ Envy, but for the past like four years, him and Caesar, like I always see them on the Instagram in front of these properties talking about this investing and I see them when they do these tours where you can learn investment advice from them. And for this to come out as being so a Ponzi scheme is kind of crazy to me. Um, And especially because DJ Envy lives a very lavish life. Now, prior to this real estate, uh, he's always been flashy and always kind of like, you know, he's been on the radio for a long time. He's on the hottest uh, hip hop radio show, the breakfast club. We all know of it. And so it's just really kind of crazy to hear all of this. Um, and although DJ Envy has not been charged with anything, it is crazy to think that the feds were at the breakfast club seizing electrical devices. Very vague uh, choice of words. So that means they have ranges to choose everything. But DJ Envy lawyer has said that DJ Envy is one of the victims, uh, that he did not know what Caesar was doing, uh, or he wasn't a part of the, mm. the scheme. He just you know, was partners with Caesar and that like, you know, he's a victim as well. Caesar has written the affidavit saying that DJ Envy did not know the inner workings of the organization. And so DJ Envy is fully cooperating with the federal agents uh, to get to the bottom of this case. I, and the claims are up to like a hundred million dollars. I don't know. I've seen it as low as like 20 million. I've seen it 50, 80 million. We'll have to see. But it seems like this really started getting traction where people were suing DJ Envy for months at this point, but they weren't getting anywhere. And it wasn't until, and these were civil, it wasn't until the people started that were suing, they started adding iHeart, they started adding Power 105 to the lawsuits, and then it kind of started to snowball. And that's when now it's getting this media attention, and it quickly shifted from a civil case to now a federal case. Uh, I mean, in my mind, I like DJ Envy, but I feel like, and again, these people, some of these firms have invested $100,000, $200,000, $500,000 into these like investment properties that, and as I'm reading more of the reports, they were encouraged to bring this money in brown paper bags. Like they didn't have lawyers looking at these contracts. They I, uh, like, so on one side, it's like, don't get me wrong. I definitely feel bad for the victims. But I'm sorry, if I'm loaning somebody $72, 
I'm writing in a text message. I like this money back. <laughs> like, you know, like, and for you to be given $100,000 in cash, I heard they weren't even counting the money. Uh, and you don't have a lawyer look at it. And then, child, and mind you, this guy sees her is, I don't know if you've ever seen him on DJ Envy's page. He's a relative, he's a bigger guy. He's a short, bigger guy. Um, there was this other investment person who has been attacking DJ Envy and Caesar for a long time. He got, I guess, some of the Caesar's banking information from the lawsuit because, you know, it's public record. And he was like reading some of like a recent, like some of Caesar's spendings. And it was mm-hmm. like all in one day. Burger King, Taco Bell, Candy oh, World. Jesus Christ. The Not Kit, Candy World. Kit Kat flagship <laughs> store. Like, it was just like, oh. And then not the flagship not store. The, not the flagship. <laughs> Kit Kat has a flagship store. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, and then Caesar, he was arrested. Then he posted bail, which I think his bail was a million dollars. And he posted like $100,000 and got out that same day. So, yeah, it's. Okay. Mm. Mm. So I mean it's just like that 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 um that online conversation that continues to go it is like ongoing about like how much um like influencers should be held accountable for promoting scams and schemes online. Like um there's a there's a I forget their name. They're like a, they're like a they're they're a famous a famous family online. They like, I think they started like back in the Vine days and then made their transition over to YouTube and to TikTok. I think they're called the Ace Family. They've been around for quite some time. And they came under fire, I want to say maybe about a year or so ago for promoting this like loot box website where basically it was basically gambling. A lot of their fans are younger, like, you know, late tw- or um, early 20s to teenagers. Right. Um, and basically the scheme was like, if you put in this amount of money then you get a certain amount of loot boxes and you could hopefully win an iPhone or uh, a, a PlayStation 5 or something like that. But mostly, a lot of people would end up putting like $100 into the app and then they would win some stickers, right? So it's basically gambling that you're promoting to not only like young people, but minors as well. And so a lot of you were like, okay, so legally, where do we step in? Because yes, the people that are like, um, that have this shady business, that's one thing. But the people that are promoting said shady business, where do they fall in all of this? Because it's not fair that they get to get off scot-free because I'm sure that they, like, they got paid by this business to promote it and they can just pretend like they don't have anything to do with it. But it's like, with DJ Envy, like, this isn't like something that just like pops up out of nowhere, right? Like these lawsuits have been happening for, what, like a, a year and a half or so? And now all of a sudden, now that he's like getting arrested, Caesar is, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, how did you not know? And like when the lawsuits first started flying around, wouldn't you have thought to like to have like distanced yourself like a year or so ago to be like, oh yeah. Um, so it looks like what I did promote over here might actually not be the best investment. So until we know a little bit more information, I think it's wise for anyone else to not invest in this but guy. See, I feel like if he were to do that, that would make him liable. Uh, Why? So, well, I, well, well, 
I feel like if he were to make a statement like that, uh, I feel like it puts him under some type of liability as in if he just goes with, I didn't know I was duped myself. I feel like there's no liability in that. He's just fine. I mean, I guess legal, I guess legally. Yes. But at the same time, it does look fishy because it's like, you knew that this was happening and then you didn't like start saying those things until, I don't know, maybe he had to consult with his law, with his lawyer. And maybe that's what his lawyer told him to do um but to me it's like whether or not he did know i'm like mm. well it's for me it's like because some of the claims are that these multi-complex like they're like investing in these like multi-complex living units some of them ain't been built ain't no ground been broke since like since people have invested and so that's where it really started was like this large law one of the larger investments like they one of their properties they're like they caesar was claiming they didn't have the money to start building how you don't have the money if i gave you a hundred thousand dollars like you know like so it's like these properties (laughs) weren't even being built so i feel like how could you not know dj mv um but mm, 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 mm. and then it i feel like it puts a bad light on real estate people or people that invest in like, or then it puts a bad light in minority people, young people investing because now they're looking at real estate. Like it's all a Ponzi scheme and like, Oh no, I ain't investing in that. That's why I just rent. Like, no, let's be clear. Investing in real estate and having properties like that is not a Ponzi scheme. It's not a scheme and it could, it can generate generational wealth. However, I I even question sometimes like would I want to be investing in a property with 30 other people like that? Like, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like. And it's not like these are like people that have a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like the people that are a hundred thousand dollars. That's uh, I mean, yeah, but like the people that like he's promoting, like that DJ Envy is promoting this to, like these are Breakfast Club listeners. That I'm not saying that all Breakfast people that live in the Breakfast yeah, Club right, are poor. Yeah, it's like a lot. There are a lot of people, but like not everybody that's listening to the Breakfast Club that might have a little something, something to put in is someone that necessarily has the means to like make it back quickly should they lose out on it. And so it just there's a lot of you know. It, it, it's just it's an ethical question as to whether like how how much do people that advertise faulty businesses how much are they at fault because no right. were they do, were they do, were they doing the faulty business themselves in this instance i'm not entirely sure i don't know how much involvement dj envy had actually with the with the uh business itself so i don't know like but, but even again, so, if he had none at all, like how does does it fall on him at at any given time for promoting it as much as he did? Well, and I guess the part of the lawsuit is that like people are saying they never would have invested if DJ Envy wasn't a part of it. So it's like he is such a component, he is such a crucial piece of this scheme that like yeah, it's crazy. I um. I like DJ Envy from like, you know, I guess just for like just seeing him. Uh, my hot take is, well, one, I, one, I don't never want to see no black man, the family go to jail. But I also yeah. want people that invest, like if you stole people money, you need to go to jail. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
But I just feel like, I mean, we'll have to watch this unfold because I feel like, yeah, I'm sure, like, the guy Caesar, in my opinion, he guilty, right? Like, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, there's no, there's, they, they just know at this point. They have so much evidence against right. him. Like, it's, but it's just like, yeah, you might get off on this DJ Envy, but like, you're not innocent, right? Like, I, that, that's all that no. I say. Like, you're not, compl- you're not, there is some level of culpability. And right. you're not, do you, do you need to be spending time in jail? I don't think so. Um, even though Caesar is facing up to 20 years. Well, right. <laughs> but do you, you need, need to pay a heavy fine? Need, yeah, DJ you might need to shell out, you might need to shell out some restitution for some of these people that lost some money. And that uh, might have to be where it's at. Agreed. Uh, and then, child, keeping uh, uh, of schemes and fake reports, <clears throat> earlier this week, what now, now, just like I said, talking about DJ Envy, if you are giving up $100,000 in cash and the person is not counting it and you don't have any legal representation or a, le- a lawyer on retainer, like, that's a problem. Now, when this news broke out earlier this week that Rihanna was preparing to drop two <laughs> albums and go on a world tour uh, and the deal was with Live Nation and a part of a $32 million deal that she broke with Live Nation and sent the internet in a frenzy, I, when I read them reports, well, one, okay, when I read it I, and I saw that it was Live Nation, I was like, oh, oh let me find out Riri is getting ready to get back to work. Then when I saw and I was reading more and it said in this deal with two albums, I said, now nah, y'all lying. I don't, if I don't see Riri <laughs> posting this. Two albums? Listen, we, we just want a single. That's not lift me up. <laughs> okay? Rihanna went on the don't, Super Bowl. Don't do lift me up like that. <laughs> Lift me up. <laughs> Rihanna went on the Super Bowl. Most artists that go on the Super Bowl have music, have an album, do some child. Rihanna went on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and, went, and went back home. Okay, y'all think sure y'all did. getting two albums and a world tour? Or like, yeah. So. Uh, Unless, because this came out of Mirror, the uh, Mirror, which is like a, a a UK online newspaper, right? Unless one of the trades, which means either Deadline or Variety or Hollywood Reporter, is reporting this, I don't believe it for a second. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know who. I don't know who at the mirror got this uh, this information. I don't know who they were talking to, whether it was somebody at Live Nation, somebody uh, in Rihanna's camp. I don't know who they talked to, but that person either is a liar or maybe this maybe there is a kernel of truth to it. Maybe there maybe there is an album coming. Is there a world tour coming? I, I, for, for what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> What I is mean, she touring for? Uh, she done just had that damn baby. Well, not that damn baby. I mean, not, not take it out on the baby. Right. But the, the baby ain't do nothing to you, am I? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't see her. 
I just don't. I've and plus I've already done the mental work to be okay with it. So you're not about to come out right. here. Y'all, y'all ripping the band-aid off again. Like, stop. It'd get me riled up again. I'm not doing it. Okay. Uh, like, here's the thing, right? I believe in our lifetime, we will get another Rihanna album. I just don't I believe, believe it's going that. to be in this decade. <laughs> Like, uh, again, uh, yeah. I, this decade, that's a long time, Brad. That's will, seven years away. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think that Rihanna is in any rush to get back in the studio. Well, let's Let be clear. on a world tour. Okay, and two albums. <laughs> like Again, they two had me at two albums. I was like, okay, that's a lot. That ain't happening. Um, Rihanna is the supple age of 34, 35, 36. Uh, 37 maybe here's the thing she don't have to do nothing else in her life nope. right and she is good and so from a human standpoint somebody that shares the same birthday with her I am mad right like girl <laughs> Fincy is blooming you have successfully like you're good now you want to focus on raising your children I'm not mad like I get it but I get I get it too. The only the only ongoing qualm with it all, the only thing that I've had an issue with, because I've gotten I've gotten over the fact that like the album might not come or it could come, but it won't <laughs> be for a long time. That's fine. The only thing that I wish that she would do is just be just a touch more communicative. Just like just 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 tell us. You know what well, I mean? I feel you don't like have to like give us a whole She's like vague though, and that's the annoying thing. It's like, come on, Rihanna. Well, when she just is like telling the fans to shut up and stop asking for the album, I don't think that that's vague. But I feel like people are only asking because she won't answer. Like, if you gave us a clear cut answer, <laughs> shut like, up and stop asking for the album. I think it's pretty clear. If you mind. if you would just say, I'm not even saying that you have to give us a timeline. You don't have to give us specifics. You could just either say, you know. <laughs> I have been working on music. That alone, I would be like, no. okay, I won't ask you nothing else. No, I don't I want that. I, I don't want that. I would not want I am working on or music. Or she could say, you know, I am choosing to focus on other things at this time. That's fine, too. But she doesn't really say that. She's very vague about it. She'll, like, when someone asks her on the red carpet or something, she'll, like, roll her eyes. Or she'll be like, ooh, who sent you for this question? She'll be like, or if, like, back in, back in freaking, uh, 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 what was it 2019 or 2020 something like that someone she is she started talking about releasing an album and someone commented oh my goodness oh my goodness when is it coming out and she was like 2019 and then it was a freaking photo album it's like come <laughs> on rihanna you well, know what it. you're doing first of all she gave y'all a single she gave you wake me up she y'all did she did y'all weren't happy with that I was thrilled with that, and I uh, and I love both songs that she gave us for the for the uh the Black Panther soundtrack. I, not, the, whether or not we get the music is not my point. My point is just, <laughs> can you just give us a little sliver of information? No. Uh, I feel like you are answering your own question. I feel like you are doing this to yourself, Amon. <laughs> you like you know I, on the daily. I don't <laughs> even be thinking about her, right? It's only no. because of this damn article now. That it is unearthing right frustrations, and the Navy is upset. Okay, the Navy, the Rihanna Navy is like, yeah, 
But I mean, again, I do empathize with the Navy because similarly with Destiny's Child, I understand it, right? Yeah, and again, starving. like that, that whole little TikTok thing with the Death of Child website, then the conspiracy theories about uh, the Renaissance Act could be a death, like, you know, so I get it. Like, I, I get it. I, all I will say is we just want them, right? So whenever you want to get like, but again, my timeline for Destiny's Child and my timeline for Rihanna is like, can you do it while I'm still a little young? Right. Like, you know, I don't want to be yeah. shaking my behind. Talk about under my umbrella. Ella, ooh, my back. Ella, eh. Oh, that's my back. Eh, that's my like, you know, like that's the only thing. Like, I just but I understand that it's just like I agree. It's like <laughs> you just I don't, don't want to like you don't want to accept I, it, Amon. It's okay. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. I was gonna say, like, I agree with you in that, like, yes, like we would love for it to happen while we're all still a little on the younger side and we're out here in these streets. And like, you know, Rihanna can release music at any age. That's not really the 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 problem. It's it's more so like in this current climate of like popular music, right? I think that she filled such an interesting space and lane mm -hmm. that no one really has been able to step into. And, and I feel unexpected. like it was unexpected. She was not expected to be a star or the big star. Like it's like her rise is crazy. Right. And, the, and we know how we know how the music industry works. Right. We know that the older these women get, the more the harder it is for them to sort of like stay in the mainstream you sort of get pushed out you get replaced and i don't the only thing about like rihanna for me is that like i i just want her to shit on us one more time you know what i mean like just 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 remind people like who the hell she is and not that she not that she really even people were she's her her, her legacy is cemented right like she's rihanna she's the ceo of fenty she's billionaire supreme that's all fine and dandy just one <laughs> just, just one more just one more album like like we're not gonna beat we're not you know we like Beyonce's not gonna be doing this forever either you know what I mean like I, I'm so thrilled about Renaissance and I'm thrilled that it's a three-act structure that we're gonna be possibly getting two more albums I'm thrilled by that but then after those two more albums we're probably not gonna see her for a long time you know what I mean so right I don't want the same thing to happen to Rihanna, but then she's like, when she's still young like this, you know, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, she has a family. She has things to take care of. So I get that too, but it's just like, ah. Uh, right. Uh. It's the agony. It's really the agony. Um, but yeah, so I was just, I thought that was so interesting. And then our last topic, which is still in the music industry realm, uh, the City Girls. The City Girls have released their new album. Uh, I think it's called Raw or what is it called? Wait, because the... I was just listening to it the other day. Um, I think it's called Raw. Real eh, whore. Is the Raw, yes. And so um, <laughs> we love the city girls. I think that they are great. I love Carisha. I love JT. I They remind me of Sexy Red. You know how people are loving sex. Ski, when you see me, you, you trying to see what's up. Ski, Side note, do you think Sexy Red is going to recover from a... The pregnancy? That, that's the sex tape scandal. Oh, well, I mean... I didn't even know she was pregnant. So, yeah, yeah so, mind you, the sex tape scandal, well, mind you, it's been multiple of them have been released. And mm -hmm. one of them then came from her 
own web, her Instagram. Like her, her own Instagram. Um, and now she's pregnant and she just released, now she's on tour. I think that in this day and age, she will be able to recover from it. Um, and again, Sexy Red is similar to Cardi B. That's similar to the City Girls, where it is these very raw, raw, mm-hmm. and I'm not even trying to, the pun intended of the City Girls wah, album. Wah, wah. It's these very not industry artists that break into the industry. Uh, and specifically with Sexy Red, right? Like everyone, like they are now putting money into her. And this is the part of the artist that I love when you get to actually see the artist evolve in front of us, right? Like if this is Cardi B, I'm just comparing Cardi B to Sexy Red. Sexy Red, if Sexy Red were Cardi B, Sexy Red's teeth would still be messed up, right? Like this is still, this is that era of Sexy Red. Now, mind you, she has announced she's pregnant. I'm just curious to see whether or not if she will evolve into uh, an art, like a mainstream or a popular artist. Like she's popular right now, but like, I'm curious to see with this next album, especially with her having a baby. I don't know. Um, But we have seen it with the City Girls. The City Girls have released this new album and it lends the question to at a recent listening party of the City Girls, people commented on the clips that were circulating where it seemed that JT and Carisha were off. Like they weren't really vibing. They weren't really like even really jamming to their music that they put out. Um, And so I've listened to the City Girl album. It's very on brand with a City Girl project, right? So. I think that we love to see the city girls together, uh, but, and I love Carisha. Carisha isn't the best rapper, but she has an interesting voice. JT, in my opinion, can rap a little better than Carisha, but we love them together. And we also love the city girls because when JT went to jail, Carisha was pregnant and held the city girls down while JT was in jail for a year and a half and they had their biggest single, their second <laughs> album, and Carisha held them down. I've seen them, I've seen Carisha perform live. And so uh, we love the friendship of the City Girls because once JT got out, Carisha had saved half of everything and really like, and so we've just seen them evolve from this like ratchet music type to them being like this very mainstream group. And so a lot of people are saying they need to hang it up. Their music isn't hitting like it is anymore. Now, the album, all right. The City Girls, there's always going to be a place for the City Girls, but they have, along with Cardi B, ushered in this new era of, like, nasty music that we have these rappers like Sukiana, that we have these rappers like Sexy Red. I call it, like, the the ratchet girl rap. And mind you, I've always been here for the Ratchet Girl rap. I feel like Little Kim was a pioneer. Trina was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Trina for sure. This is definitely a little nasty. I wrote back. She's like, whoop, whoop, pull over that too fat. Whoop, whoop, pull over. Okay, dumps in the truck. I was like, what ain't that? Ho, got more booty in the butt. Disco made that song when you see me in the thaw. I know you like it with a booty go. Like a pro. Stick him on the bed. Throw him on the floor. Turn on the camera. Start the freak show. I'm fancy girl. Okay, listen. Okay, Trina been doing that. But, I mean, these new girls take it to, okay, my booty hole brand. Like, they talk like, so it's in this same era. Um, Carisha has Carisha Please. A lot of people have been upset with her because she has won the VMAs twice in two years of Best Podcast. And in those two years, she only has four episodes. Uh, but I love the glow up, right? JT is mm-hmm. with 
Uzi. They have clearly gotten to the bag. They have endorsements. And I wouldn't want to see the City Girls end, but I wouldn't be mad if, you know, they went on a permanent hiatus. I feel like JT will continue with music and I feel like Carisha will continue to be the socialite podcasting and all these other things. Um, I feel like people are just reading into these images. Now, I did see the, the clips. Carisha does look over it. Uh, but I still love the City Girls and I don't like people just saying like, oh, they're going to break up. They're over it. Like, no, I feel like they're real friends and sometimes friends grow apart. But like, I don't know. I just feel like the city, they're always going to support each other. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> every time I think about the city girls, I just think about uh, that clip of um, Carisha <laughs> being like, who will be choosing the top 21? The top 21 is to get flu without all this stuff to pay for. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, um, the thing for me is that I'm just pleased that like it feels like we are entering back into that era back in the early 90s where there were so many rap MC, like female MCs. Mm -hmm. We have so many people to choose from now. You got your Cardi, you got your Nikki, you got your Megan, you got your Doja, you got your Glorillas, you got your City Girls, you got uh, Sukiana, you got Sukiana, you got Red. There's so Megan the Stallion, so many of them now that like you can really like dip your little toe in whichever like mood you're feeling. Are you feeling some? ratchet sexy shit from the city girls you're trying to get real thick and nasty with sexy red do a little bit more of the pop sensibility with nikki and cardi do you want to go the little h-town houston down south with the megan step like you could just sort of like get everything that you need from all of these girls and so i'm just i'm pleased about that and so the city girls like i mean they could be i mean they it's been, you know, they've been, they've been in it for some time. And like the music industry is not always, it's not like the same as it used to be. And sometimes like, I feel like having to like constantly evolve and like and switch gears is something that is even more so these days because music consumption, like the music consumers, they have like the attention span of a, of a, of a fucking rat. <laughs> so I feel like I'm to a Rihanna album, but okay. So they could, they could do, they could do the, uh, the, the, like what sort of like what Holly and Chloe do, like they're still a there's the city girls have not officially disbanded, but they can still do their own thing. You know what I mean? Still have solo projects here and there. Like I feel like that's probably that lends itself because then it all kind of comes back to the city girls. You know what I mean? It's sort of like right. city girls by extension. And I feel like that sort of like keeps the numbers up and the engagement up and it allows people to sort of see them venture off and, you know, decide, oh, which one do I, do I bob with more on any given day? That could be a nice, you know, sort of like next step in the career. I feel like the City Girls are kind of like, I won't say they're like a Destiny's Child where like clearly Beyonce has eclipsed Destiny's Child. But I feel like the City Girls are that type of unit where they can do solo projects and solo things. But when they come back together, that is always going to be the, the star, right? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. with these groups like 112 slim tried to go solo it didn't work it's like 112 like not that it wouldn't work but i always feel like the avenue of the city girls will always be their bigger claim to fame um i i think jt will go on rap and she might be like will be successful carisha with podcasting but i think that like the anticipation and having them come back together i think uh is always going to be like that huge pool yeah 
I think so too. I mean, I mean, that, that's how, that's how they came out, right? Like it's it's kind of hard to imagine them not, you know, as the city girls, right? But I do think that with growth and evolution, I do think it's, I do think it is only in the right direction for them to like not separate, but for them to do their own things. And like, we want to see that in artists, right? Um, Sometimes the music industry doesn't allow people to do that. Um, They only want what they want. And so I think that they are in a rare opportunity where it's like, people do want more music from JT and people do love Carisha with Diddy and seeing her at the Met and seeing like, you know, like, so it's like, we do want them. And so I, I think they have a rare opportunity, but I just don't like the fans trying to like say, Oh, they, this, they, that, they, they're real human. And if you know anything about city girls, like, they might have had a bad day. Like they're not going to sugarcoat yeah. it. So I um not every girl group wants need wants to break up or needs to right. break up. Like right. we like, are so obsessed. I think it's you know I mean it's the, it's an age old narrative, right? Like a lot there's always the the Supremes and then uh, Diana Ross and then there's Destiny's Child and then Beyonce and then there's Fifth Harmony and Normani and Camila. Like there's always the like as soon as a girl house. group gets together. Yeah, exactly. The Pussycat Dolls and Nicole Scherzinger, oh. even though Nicole didn't really go anywhere. But anyway, I, I think oh, that... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, but she did have that one single. She did have that one single. That Nicole, one singular single. That Nicole did have that one single. But I mean, <laughs> it didn't compare nothing to loosen up my buttons, baby. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Loosen up my buttons. Yeah, yeah, button, baby. Actually, you know what? Let me add that back to my like playlist. Hold on. Uh, that used to be my channel. It is. It's a bop. I just feel like, yeah, like every time a girl group gets together, there's always the, ooh, who's the Beyonce of the group? Right. Who's going to leave? Who's going to be the star? It's like, can there just be girl groups and that's it? You know? Like, do they have to break up? You know? I agree. So. I agree. I love the City Girls. I love what they bring to the culture. I love the fact that people... I just love a rags to riches story in the sense that people said they couldn't rap. They were a mess. They did, And then they glowed up, you know, because I like mm-hmm. to think I'm in my rags to riches era. I mean, I'm still in my rags. I'm just waiting for the riches to come. Oh, but like, I'm definitely in my rags, <laughs> I like, well, you know, we love to see it. So I, I love and I like to watch the evolution. And like, I just, yeah, I, I think we as a society love that. But we also as a society love the rags rags to riches story and then we love the fall from fame story so it's like you know you got to be careful but um yeah. i'm here for the city girls i definitely gave the album a listen and i definitely forced wendell and joey when we were driving from dayton ohio to give the album a listen with me uh, so they was listening <laughs> to the city girls too uh so you know make sure you go and check out raw from the city girls well, I think that is the end of our casual tea for the month of October. I can't thank you enough, Aman, for always doing this with me because I always feel like it's not podcasting. It's just us talking how we would normally talk. Uh, so I love it. I will definitely try to stalk Aman down before Thanksgiving so that we can give you a November casual tea, but always love and appreciate you, Aman. Uh, what do you have cooking that the, the posse can know about and know where to check you out? I do have a little something cooking. I don't want to talk about it too much right now. Okay. Um, only because, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing like crazy. It's I am beginning to create some content with a couple friends of mine, so I'm really excited, but we are still 
in the beginning stages of getting things together. So that will be something that I'll be putting on people's radar to check out, especially if you are into video games. Um, but other than that, you can just find me over at RHAP covering Big Brother 25. Um, if you will be in California for the live show for Survivor and Big Brother, I will see you there. So, yes. Love, love, love. Well, appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aman. And this has been your October's Casual Period. Ski. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. again it's me miss barb and you know last week i read a piece that caused me to stop and realize that in my life i'm moving too fast thus overlooking life's most beautiful and simplest treasures hopefully after hearing this piece you will slow down and smell the roses There is no need to rush towards anything. There is no race towards anything. There is nothing to rush towards. This moment holds so much breathtaking life for you. This moment, here and now. Slow down and allow yourself to breathe in this moment. Slow down and let yourself really see and feel all that is happening right now. The moments ahead that you are eager and excited for will come. But until they do, let the magic of the present moment fill you up. Love this moment as much as you possibly can, because someday this moment will be a memory too. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. It's been so much going on with the baby boy on tour 45 with recording all of these podcasts with traveling with getting my work done that I've been lost in the sauce and so much has been happening. But I think last week, one of the posse members tagged me under a post of this week's freak of the week and said, I think this person needs to be freak of the week. And I completely agree. We have seen Desi Williams on Survivor Heroes, Healers and Hustlers. We have seen her on the channel. Challenge USA season one. She was robbed at the finale. We've got to watch her on the Challenge USA season two. And we have seen my boo rise to the top. And she has won the season with my sister wife, Chris Underwood. But this 
Freak of the Week is going to my girl, Desi. I am so proud of her. I have been really good friends with Desi for a long time. And she is just somebody that I love, admire, and feel like she is so talented. And I'm so happy that the world gets to see how talented, beautiful, smart she is. And I'm just so proud of her. I was her phone call during the challenge. So I would talk to her, give her words of encouragement. And I really want to give her some words of encouragement to know, Desi, that you are that girl. You've been that girl. The world is yours. I'm so excited for you and Jeremy. I can't wait to celebrate your wedding in a couple of months. But I'm just really proud of you for just always being yourself, always working hard. I know you are being hard, working at your business. Keep doing it because I know it's hard right now, but I feel like the fruits of your labor will pay off just like it did with the Challenge USA season two. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Desi Williams is our freak of the week this week. Well-deserving. Make sure you go and let Desi know under whatever comment, whatever reel she having. Let her know she is the freak of the week, okay? The Purple Pants Podcast loves her and we love you. I'm so proud of you. If Desi is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Thank you so much for always tuning in, listening and supporting your baby boy. It does not go without being noticed. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars. Also, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube page. I'm always dropping some little special gems and I'm working on some new projects that I have done in the past, but I haven't brought it back and I feel like it's time to bring it back. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that it's a rollout. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.